Hello and welcome to Check for Traps. I'm Aaron. I'm Ruben. Uh, I'm Alec. And today we're reviewing episode 2 of Star Trek Picard, Maps and Legends. We are indeed. Yeah, I, I thought it was a bit um, on the, the slow side. Like, like I was saying before we uh, started recording, make it slow was the tagline I saw and I thought that was gold. But we were also saying how it answered a lot of plot information, which is probably very important. Yeah, I felt like I got a bit more... A bit, a bit more around the situation. Like we were complaining about the, um, you know, like the news interview happening in isolation, and it did give us a bit more on that. I thought it was quite nice as well. I really liked the opening scene with, like, I'm not sure if it was the exact opening scene with F8. Um, I thought that was really nicely done. And again, it highlighted something that I think we were talking about in the wake of the first episode, where like the Federation's ideal is not always mirrored by its citizens. Yeah. And I think that's always that's really good to show. And I liked that even before this whole Mars attack, they these people didn't actually like these synthetics. Yeah, there's clearly like a, um, they're clearly uncomfortable with the fact that they're unfeeling androids. And uh, the opening scene I thought was quite good. Obviously, it opens with the um, with the with the background on the uh, the Mars attack and the like, the android uprising. Um, you notice as well, like one of the, the right at the right at the start of that scene, the, the shot opens with a ship taking off, and that ship is the exact same ship they use in. Um, in Nemesis, and they land on that planet, and they drop a little doom buggy out of it. Oh wow! Oh, doom buggy shot. Oh, the Argo. Yeah, yeah, it's the doom buggy shot. I recognise it. Yeah, I, I thought it, I couldn't remember why I saw it. It's like a generic big shuttle. Yeah. Uh, I did have a question in that if they can program holodeck characters to be essentially normal people, then why are all the robots autistic? That is exactly the same thing I put down as well. They seem to have regressed in their science. I think. I mean, data was always a bit weird as well. Yeah. So maybe you can't just upload holodeck brain into robot body. But I was thinking about this about the Doctor as well. Like, the Doctor was an artificial intelligence, and he was, like, normal and very charming, um, yep. if slightly abrupt. But yeah, no, I, that, that was that was strange. And again, I, I, was, I, I wrote it off as, like, sort of being mass-produced, maybe, and, like, they were, they were designed to be workers, so they... Yeah, I guess, I guess if they use them as, like, essentially slave labour, you don't want them to have feelings. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, the Doctor as well is... Uh... Uh, a copy of his creator, isn't he? I don't know. Is that a data? Is data and uh, law meant to be a, like a clone of Nudian Soong's mind as well? Yeah, he's, he's data esque and that he's also Brent Spiner, but his mannerisms are different. And I think the, yeah. the difference between the Doctor and Data is like the Doctor is a, a mental clone of his creator, whereas uh, Data is meant to be like forming new, yeah, new ideas be. himself and stuff. He's an intelligence rather than a like a Siri, I guess is the best example. Yeah, like a unique, yeah, a unique individual. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, that, that's good to me. But yeah, again, it was, yeah, I liked it because it it, it allowed the scene to be really fun and interesting. Like I liked the joke. Mm. I liked his like horrible smile because that's something Data used to do, but like to less of an yeah. extent. And that was really that was really nice. And like uh, you said before we started recording, I thought that was the the best combat scene um, in Star Trek. <laughs> Because better than anything I saw in Discovery, and better than that stupid fucking scene in Episode One of Picard, because it was just very simple. Like he had a very powerful tool; he just shot people with it. Yeah, dead spaced him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh, dead spaced him exactly. It was great. Oh yeah, that 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 combat scene was exactly how they should go. There were there was a couple of scenes like that in Discovery. Dare I dredge that name up again? Yeah, I think a lot of the ground combat in Discovery was really good. It can be compared to older Trek, where everyone stands in the open and slowly beams each other. Yeah, yeah, totally. Never takes cover. A couple of scenes in Discovery where people get um, like disintegrated with the Klingon assault rifles, and they it like 
really messes them up. Like, that was pretty cool. And they're similar to this. Like, it's this some kind of, what, like, mining tool or something. Yep. And it just beams straight through them. I thought that was pretty cool. Another classic Trek thing of security officers just charging into a situation without checking what's going on yeah. and getting just wiped out. Yeah, those two. Yeah. They, they really earned their pay that day. <laughs> hey, he's got a gun. Let's run towards yeah. him. They, they were living their Ooh. lives like how we play FPS video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just blindly walk in and get shot immediately. Well, they like fell over each other. They, they, the, the, the other bodies hadn't fully hit the floor yet before they ran in and died. This was yeah. one of the ones like, oh, by the way, these robots can tear through like titanium, or whatever. And they're like, we better go engage in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Time to use that That'll CQC work. I've been been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in, in that scene as well, we also we see them get um, that they're clearly hacked or something, aren't they? And they revolt because you see his eyes go all funny and all of a sudden he's like activated and activates his uh, the control panel to turn the grid outside of Mars into some kind of weird orbital defense laser or something and then he shoots everyone which is pretty cool but yeah obviously it's anyway that the Romulans we assume the um which we later find out to be some kind of shadow government behind the Tal Shiar shadow government spy people I enjoyed that. I thought it, I thought it was going to be really corny when she started explaining it in her repressed Irish accent. But when she like, I was like, oh, this does kind of line up with what we know about the Robulans, which is that they're ridiculous. Hmm. Wait, what they're called? The Jat Vash. There you go. I thought that was a silly name. It yeah. was a silly name. Yeah, it was a silly name. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as Tao Shiar, which sounds which rolls off the tongue. Menace. Yeah, it sounds menacing as well. Yeah, it? exactly. But yeah, I like the idea that the secret police would even be a cover for an even more secret police. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> Section 13 all over again. We're, ah, this police is secreter than your secret yeah, police. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can imagine... Our shoulder like... pads are wider. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and what's quite funny as well is uh, a lot of other reviews I've seen have been about how they were they were happy that Section 13 weren't like a running thing in this because everyone's saying, oh yeah, Section 13, they're going to be back. This is what it's going to be about. Um, I'm banging my Q gavel. Oh. Section 31, Oh, sorry, Section 31. Sorry, Mr. Q. I've disgraced the population. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of other reviews have been about Section 31 and um, how everybody expected Section 31 to be a major player in this, but instead they've made a new Section 31, which isn't the same as the other one. Their motives are essentially identical. They're a weird channel government trying to protect their own government. Yeah, but they're also like Romulans. Yeah, but it's it's the same premise but Romulan, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have clandestine kill squads, it's going to be a clandestine kill squad organisation. You mm. can't really get around that. Yeah, there's only true. so many uh, infrastructures that support clandestine kill squads. I think it's it... not going to be like Amazon, is it? <laughs> that would be really good if it was a corporation, but sadly Star Trek already sort of wrote out that possibility. <laughs> I- I'm not ready to dismiss the fact that Jeff Bezos has hired clandestine kill squads already. <laughs> Damn. He's trying to get the ultimate Amazon delivery drone. He, yeah. keep, he keeps a PMC on retainer. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you return more than five items in a rolling six-month period, you get silenced. Oh, they're going to kill Will real soon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this episode did go really heavy on the Romulans are secretive. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. know who they are, but like they kept mentioning it quite a lot. It's, it's a bit kind of I think it's line when like, one of Picard's little Romulan mate says, you can put secret in front of any part of Romulan culture. Which did make me think, like, is there a secret Greg's? <laughs> like, is there a clandestine shadowy operation that just gives out state baits? I bet you have to go, like go, go behind the back door in Greg's. So, like, <laughs> you have to give him, you know, a little password and they lead you in the back room. And there's just hundreds and hundreds of Riemann slaves just baking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you thought that Greg's 
Secret Greg's was the most secret Greg's, but no, there is a secreter Greg's. <laughs> you go through the back of that but, Greg's and it gets even weirder. You don't even want to know yeah, what's in that Greg's. The most terrible pastries. <laughs> and then that's all run by yeah. Natasha. What is that? <laughs> yeah. That secret bit where they're like, oh, it harbors a terrible secret, also hates robots. Like, what's the secret then? Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. It's like, well, they said there's like a secret, but also it's a conspiracy to repress cybernetics. Is it going to be something about the Borg? Oh, I think it definitely is. It's going to be about the Borg, Borgs and Simps. That's why they're working on like a giant Borg cube, right? Do you reckon like the Borger? But are they like the Reapers? There, there was a specific saying, wasn't there, where the, the Romulans were looking for a nest of, of abominations, So, which was right at the end. But um, yeah, I, I think it kind of assumes they're looking for some kind of Borg hive, and the fact they're, meant, they're trying to reactivate them and stuff. Maybe yep. they're trying to find another Unimatrix and destroy it for some reason. Yeah, or maybe it's something to do with the revitalization of the Romulan species. Do you remember? So I actually, I actually went went, in, went ahead and like went through some forums because I knew there'd be someone who pointed out an episode where the Romulans showed an interest in Cybertronics, and lo and lo and behold, it, there is one. But like, do you remember any explicitly like anti-tech bent in the uh, in the in the Romulans across Star Trek? Well, I guess there's anti-tech and there's anti-artificial well, life anti-AI, forms. Anti-AI, yeah. Yeah, because they're more, they're more technologically advanced than a lot of the other races. They like employ collecting technology and everything, and they're, you know, clearly have got excellent military technology. They don't have any artificial intelligence. I don't recall the time when that's ever mentioned before, but then again, it's never mentioned the other way either, is it? So, well, exactly, but there is yeah, like, apparently like, an episode No one ever really team. mentions it. Sorry, mm. Like, no, like no one ever really mentions it. Like even the Klingons are just like, "Yeah, Data's cool," <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> like that's the end of it. Well, there is a there is an episode of TNG where it mentions that there is like a pack a faction of Romulan Romulan cyberneticists that are interested in Data, apparently. Um, but obviously, I'm not autistic enough to uh, let that uh, <laughs> influence my viewing because that was a throwaway line in an episode of a season. Do cybernetics do stuff like? Does that mean that they don't have the cool like? robot implants that other I, powers seem to have. I guess not. I was thinking about that. I, 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 and do they not have, like, computer? Because <laughs> he says that our computers only do numerical functions. So it's like, can you not watch Netflix on Romulan computers? <laughs> well, is, is well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. What, what is the, the C-Sig of a numerical function in this <laughs> in this universe? Do they, not, do they not have Siri? Is that, like, the, li- the, the, the limit of it? I've got no yeah, idea. Yeah, you could really say that the ship's computer is oh no it is a numerical function in my opinion but i was gonna say i think it's somewhat of an artificial intelligence oh i see but it's just input well i guess it depends because it's obviously more advanced than siri isn't it because like alexa is just like inputting what you speak into text and googling it um essentially but i mean no but i I guess you could argue that because the computer is clearly more advanced than that because it can do complex commands seemingly ad hoc yeah, you're right. There, it's just an interface, isn't it? Less of a, it doesn't have yeah. opinions and things. It's like our really debate last would... time about the uh, the woman at the archive. And, yeah. <laughs> but you know, again, a, an interesting query that the show actually isn't interested in answering. <laughs> well, I guess also, I mean, I guess it'd be like, by the way, and here's a Romulan ship, and look, their computer is different, and notice so the captain never says computer. <laughs> I guess that would be very interesting. We'll just have five minutes. He, of... he gets out his old IBM laptop, and he's like, activate device set. <laughs> didn't put a backslash in doesn't work you could definitely weave Ship it explodes. into the show like you could like you know you, the writing could be cleverer than that like in Battlestar Galactica they show that the Admiral doesn't like interface like networked computers uh, I think that 
That's interesting. But also, this is episode two. Well, no, yeah, well, yeah no, indeed. But true. at the one point, that yeah, excuse is going to probably... run out. <laughs> like maybe given some time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying again. Like I, I will gladly acknowledge it when it is, you know, raised in the in in a future episode. But it's good to good to point out now that for now it goes unanswered. I thought some of the things that would be interesting to mention were about how uh, Soji, uh, Daj's twin sister, robot clone. Nob's the bad guy in episode two for seemingly no reason. Yeah. I think it's because he's fit. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I mean, you know, he is a good looking fella. Future. Weirdly enough, on, so I watched it on Amazon Prime, and on Amazon Prime, there's like a, an overlay where it tells you like what the actor has been. Or it shows you a picture of the actor on like their IMDb casting picture. And that guy's mm. casting picture is him holding a human heart, which I thought was pretty <laughs> metal. Um, where is a Romulan? <laughs> He looks like he's been lifted and dropped straight out of the Vampire Diaries or something, doesn't he? But, yeah, um, yeah, like they were just browsing uh, sort of like an American horror story and they were yeah. like, perfect, we found him. Just wandered off the wrong, wrong set straight into this one. On the Borg Cube stuff, I think the new Borg Cube looks really cool. Yep, agreed. And I don't know what they've done, but it looks much more threatening just hanging there in space, being like a cube than the original ones did, in my opinion. It's got like, it's, I think about the texture that for me that does it, like when they like zoom in or do the pan shots of it, like it looks like way more detailed than the old ones ever did. I really like that. Yeah, the, the, generally the special effects and things now are like second to none in this. It's just about how it just kind of hangs there in space. It's like, that's weird. It's got <laughs> that's that. just a cube. That shouldn't be there. <laughs> it's oh. got that dead space vibe again, isn't it? In space. Yeah. While we're on the Borg cube, I, I did, do you guys see the this facility has gone 5,800 5, days without an assimilation? Yeah, it did. Was that written on in Chalk yeah, as yeah. well? I think it must have been. <laughs> I mean, someone, someone out there is replicating Chalk and blackboards to write funny little messages rather than to... Some real old school you know. Romulan with a boner for 20th century human technology. Mm, maybe that was written by the head of the, uh, the Zat Vash for his hate of artificial intelligence and technology. He's a, <laughs> he's a modern day Luddite who only uses Chalk and blackboards. <laughs> He's created a perfect interface that relies only on chalk. A spaceship yep. that only relies on chalk. The <laughs> terrible secret they're defending is that chalk is actually a cybernetic organism. <laughs> the Borg run on chalk. <laughs> That's why Data's skin is such a funny colour, because it's just all yeah. chalk. <laughs> With a chalk. Chalk-based entity. Like instead of carbon. It's like chalk. Yep. <laughs> uh, I really liked the overly dramatic like Romulan... <laughs> like security guard. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he's like, remember, you will encounter drones. <laughs> yeah. And if run. your light breaks green, run. <laughs> if you see any, like, well, he says like any equipment or fixture that you did not know to be benign, assume is malignant. Like, look out for the scary light yeah. switches. <laughs> The toilets will assimilate your poo. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Can you imagine starting your, your your it's your first day, a new job, someone sticks a fucking button on your jacket and says if they start blinking green, run. What kind You're of going introduction to be assimilated. is that? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean it kind of I mean I guess it does kind of sound like the Borg are really dangerous. Yeah. It, it, that that uh, sort of that scene looked like um it reminded me of that time we did an escape room and the guy was yeah. telling us about all the spooky booky things in the escape room and then there was the sign <laughs> on the wall about how many days it's been since an assimilation. Yeah. 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 I would like a Star Trek escape room, just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh man, I'd be well up for that. Um, I thought there was really um, 
unclear to me how the how they recruit for this project. Like they said something about the Romulan Free State, um, like signing off clearance. And I was like, do people is this a widely known project then? Or is it I guess it's secretive because everything in Romulan society is secretive, but how do regular humans sign up for this project? Are they Yeah, and the 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 chick that's on board who who by the way, is she a trill? Yeah, she's from the Trill Institute. Okay. She hasn't got the dots, so either she's not joined, okay. or she's maybe maybe they've retconned the dots. Maybe they don't have dots anymore. I don't know. Well, but the but the, like, the dots being on Dax were a retcon originally, weren't they? Because the Trill before oh, yeah, were like were. a ridgy, ridge-headed Bajoran-like people, and <laughs> then we retconned a retcon. <laughs> yeah, the retcons are retconned again, possibly. So the 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 reason why Dax has dots in Deep Space Nine is because. The actress who played Dax was a very attractive woman, and Dots made her look sexy. That was the only <laughs> reason they just thought it looked good. Bad man. <laughs> well, it's like they've retconned the Romulans back to how they were in the original one. Yeah, I, I mm. thought they looked odd. Because they gave them ridges in Next Generation, and then Deep Space Nine, they had like lesser ridges, and now they're back to looking how they looked like in the original series, which is just pointy yeah, ears. Just elves. But then some of them have ridges. They they go through phases like, of becoming greener and less green and then more green again. Yeah, and they, they and now they're, they're back to being less green again. They're different colours all yeah. the time. Like there's like one particular TNG episode where like they look like they were wearing like grease paint. <laughs> <laughs> like, they look ridiculous. Being Romulan is a spectrum, I think, in this universe. Yeah, maybe it's like depending on where you come from in Romulus is how many is how pronounced your ridges are. <laughs> because the lady doing the um surgery on the Borg She's got really thick ridges. Yeah, she's ridgy. She's a ridgy gal. She's ridgy as hell. But then, like, the the, the hot one <laughs> has very few ridges. That is true. And Picard's mates have basically no ridges at all. Mm. Uh, speaking of Picard's mates, Aaron, you mentioned earlier on about how um, she was hiding her accent. Yeah. I'm pretty certain, that, certain at one point she said, cheeky feckers. <laughs> all semblance of immersion at that point just went... Oh, I do. Was... I do agree. That but that whole like uh, CSI Picard scene was pretty pretty lackluster. Yeah, <laughs> I did like how long they spent on just discussing different ways of data. Storage. Yeah, that was that was really again like just some uh, weird distribution of scenes in this one. They've changed all the file names. Yeah, she's like uh, to the same. It thing. was like a solid minute <laughs> of just look. Well, Picard again, like Patrick Stewart pretending to look at a screen. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was a bit odd. The, the, the things they were discussing as well just sounded so ridiculous. It was it was one step away from he's changed the file num the, the the extension on this zip to to dot old, and now yeah. I can't open it. What what chaos is this? They deleted the Acrobat reader. <laughs> These PDFs are inaccessible. I need to download Open Office. Unfortunately, this was closed without saving properly, so it's lost forever. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that that was um that was a strange scene. Um, I mean, I quite like the bit where Picard says, you know, that your Romulan techniques are like shitty and illegal. And Romulan's like, yeah, we yeah, we wanted you to think they don't work. So, oh, Romulans. Yeah, once again, hey, that's oh, the thing. It was such a big emphasis on, oh, Romulans are a sneaky bunch, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And they in that scene as well, that's where they use the device that somehow unravels time and creates a reconstruction of an event that happened. It was forensic molecular reconstruction or something. What a crop but, of but, piss. But the, mo- the I mean, molecules had been Star scrubbed, Trek. so they couldn't reconstruct it all. What, they filled to... it with some radiation. Um, uh, oh, his fucking mates. Secret service mates, yeah. So yeah, the fact that they are both apparently members of a secret police, though I guess a junior secret police to the actual secret police is pretty weird, right? 
God, they're retired, aren't they? Oh, yeah, no, no, they are. But that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of strange at all. But I, I just thought they were how, like refugee housekeepers. But I know, I guess they are um, members of. Oh, this... are they ex Talshiar spies. Yeah, they, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, how, that's how he met them, I think. And so is his. So <laughs> oh, is God, the I, think I must have missed that. That's god awful. It, I think it's in. I think they mentioned it a couple of times, and it's also in all the comics. <laughs> oh uh, yes. yeah, the, the short tracks. Speaking of the, uh, yeah, yeah, so like, and also I think his father and mother were as well, because she like pars his parents, who were also Taoshia, or like talking about the Taoshia. And, um, yeah, no, they, they were just very strange. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not going to be like really nitpicky, but I mean, do Starfleet know that they are Romulan secret policemen? Are they okay with mm. that? <laughs> Does anyone care? Because people seem to care about Picard and Starfleet still, which is good. I like the, those scenes with like the Commodore and stuff. That was kind of cool. Yeah, with fake Helen Mirren going off at him, and then she speaks to the what I'm assuming is the head of Starfleet intelligence, the Vulcan admiral. And then it turns yeah. out she's actually a Romulan, probably in disguise. Uh, court of Q, Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> Commodore. Oh, Ruben didn't say Commodore. Hooray! Ruben said Admiral. <laughs> I wasn't at fault. <laughs> court of Q. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was yeah. Like I said, that stuff was good. Uh, I I thought that nearly every bit with uh, Soji was pretty terrible. Um, except the bit where the Romulan guy was doing like the BP light stuff. <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, well, the other ones. Oh, I loved it. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there's like a, a bit where she's denying his request for a ship and it like edits to him on the elevator escalator when she says no. And it's just him looking really sad on the escalator. Really, really grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. I don't know why. Like a little, like, little grumpy cat face as he gets yeah. maneuvered down the escalator. Like, so and I wanted a bloody ship, number one. I I'm can't really believe I asked for a ship. And they didn't give it to me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he just basically turns up out of nowhere yeah. just after going on the news calling Starfleet a bunch of cunts. Would you, would you give him a ship? <laughs> and I'd fucking roll with him, what an arsehole. Give me a spaceship. Yeah, right. You'll die. It'll be like someone who, you, who used to work for you rocking up to your office and asking for an enormous favour. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. making it work out anymore, man. Go away. Go away. Can I have a spaceship and, like, crew and stuff? No. Oh. Well, I thought that would work. <laughs> I guess there's no harm in trying, right? Yeah, no, I thought that was. He was weirdly annoyed that they weren't. They weren't willing to mm -hmm. give him that. Something uh, that really. I do like the new uniforms, though. I think they're cool. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I think they're. A, 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 they look somehow look futuristic-y, despite it all being in the future. Mm. That's what I think. I, I like the. You know, I, mean, I like that we got a, a date that we're at now. Is it like two, three, nine, nine or something? Uh, I thought that was, and I liked. Yeah, something. it. It felt very. It felt more in the in like in the canon now, like uh, yeah, especially compared to like the recent offerings of Star Trek. It felt very um, mm. very fun. I felt like it was actually yeah expanding on something. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Something that really griped me about the scene with the um the the Commodore actually was the the way that they all speak to each other, except for Picard, who I feel like just speaks like a normal human being more or less. Everybody else speaks in like idioms and. You know, like we gotta get out of here, that kind of stuff. Like all this, all their dialogue is really schlocky, and Picard's is like the only normal. And it was like that in episode one as well. I thought it's really strangely written. I think. Yeah, it I agree. Feel, it feels like all the other characters, like you said last time, are just from Riverdale. Yeah, like the way that like um, Soji and Zarek speak is just completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah, like you said, it's hard to believe they're in the same show as Patrick Stewart's lines because they're just like the most cliche sort of like. 
sexual tension, teen drama shit imaginable. Yeah. And then they then they walk out of that bedroom and onto like a Borg cube Romulan thing. And then again, then that feels really Star Trekky again. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Hmm. Speaking of Patrick Stewart lines, I really liked his old man, hello, when he goes up to the desk at Star Trek headquarters. I love that. He's like, hello. I love that he forgets to I'm give his name man. as well. He's like, oh yes, that, that's important. He just walked up and they're like, oh my god, it's you. Uh, have a ship. Have five ships. <laughs> also, oh my god. Also, big props for dropping the Gorn hegemony in the, in that episode. Woo, they're still around. Hell yeah, the Gorn. <laughs> Somehow survived into the, nearly the 25th century. <laughs> Never show them on screen again. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> maybe that's the terrible secret. Maybe the Gorner board. Uh, maybe the Gorner behind but it all. Don't. Maybe they're the secret, secret, secret place in Romulan society. <laughs> Secretly, Romulan's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the celebration of First Contact Day again. Yeah, a bunch of nice little things. Oh shit, we need to. Speaking of the fucking Romulan uh, secret place, we've got the triple name drop of old TNG characters. Whoa! He should have start, like, just kept listing TNG characters for the rest of the That would have been amazing. Like if he'd gone like seven or eight in. Like, uh, Barkley. Wesley. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha Yar. She's dead. Oh, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was fun. That was fun and fine. <laughs> Go get Deanna Troy. She'll help. <laughs> oh, she's gotten British. It's awful. <laughs> Fucking hell, John Luke. <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh, really nice. Li- Poor Marina. Oh, I wonder what point Marina Sirtis just went, I'm just going to use my own accent now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Just stop caring. <laughs> I think, think they know at that point, do? like, if they want to get all these old actors back in it again, but they can't get anybody else, so yeah. she can just do what she likes, really. She's got all the, all the balls in her court. I think that's why Jerry Ryan in the trailers for it, it's like Seven of Nine now speaks like a cowboy. <laughs> Definitely. Do you think he said LaForge funny? Or is that just me? He yeah, said he it did. LaForge. Yeah. LaForge. Which I quite liked. That's, a th- oh, that's quite cool. This is how Romulans speak. Jordi LaForge. LaForge. It'd be good if they, if they do bring him back and they've retconned him so he's got the visor again. <laughs> yeah, because he's had his eyes I fixed, bet he, isn't he? New eyes, I bet yeah. they would. just because, Or I bet he would start with it on and then take it off or something. Be like, reliving old times just, <laughs> just to remind people who the fuck he was. <laughs> turn into a VR headset. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Um, also, I liked a really I've, weird like yeah. line of dialogue that was quite good. As I liked when one of the, I think it was the Commodore, called him the Hermit of Labar. I thought that was very nice. <laughs> mm. I don't know if they just they know where he is, and it's like I'll just put him in his bloody in his vineyard with his weird Romulans. Leave him alone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're dodder, doddering around, being grumpy. Maybe they know that he, their secret place, and he's just like, oh, who cares? It, it makes him think something's interesting is going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he says that in episode one, they are like, oh, you need this much security to even get here. So I think they know. Mm. They just don't really care. Yeah, they, so. they really gave him a lot of shit for being a doddery old kid, didn't they? The quote I, I've written down was... <laughs> yeah. She said that they were the pitiable delusions of a once great man desperate to matter. Like, what a kick in the balls that Ooh, is. Savage. Yeah. No wonder he looked grumpy on that escalator. <laughs> yeah, he I, he I, I was grumpy anything. just watching it. I was like, oh, don't talk to my Picard that way. <laughs> oh, I got I got a weird sort of, um, again, this is like going back earlier into the episode, but you know when they're doing the, uh, the, the CSI Picard scan of the flat? Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a bit they're like the the end the combination of that scene is that they discover that she's not on Earth and everyone's they're both really surprised by this but like 
surely interstellar travelers yeah. surely yeah. no one's on earth at any point they could be anywhere That's the sure, yeah, surely it's more it would be more alarming if they were both on earth it would be like if both people but you know the, the person you were looking for happened to be in in bristol or london or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i guess also like picard's really old so he's like oh no oh i see you reckon he was he was annoyed oh. Yeah, I've got so far. Oh, bloody hell, I've got and to get like, yeah, he's like, he can't, he can't get off world. That's awesome. Because I was thinking yeah. that, and then they're like, oh, he can't even leave Earth because no one trusts him. <laughs> I guess you're right. That, that, is, that would have been I funny mean, if he's like, oh, balls. <laughs> oh, balls. <laughs> so, like, surely he'd be able to get a ship off somebody else, which he probably would. Really buy really a ship. Initial thought was, I'll just go and ask for one. But you can't buy a ship <laughs> because there's no money anymore, right? He can requisition... <laughs> Surely he owns a I mean, vineyard. Someone's buying wine from him. I, I don't know how it works either, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ben Sisko's dad runs a a restaurant in New Orleans. Like, how does that work with no money? You just go in when you're hungry, I guess. Just sit down. Yeah, but like, how did you? Where did you get the stuff from? People who are just—it's not replicated. He's very specific that he doesn't <laughs> replicate his food. He doesn't trust it. Some people are like, just very happy to mass-produce gumbo ingredients for complete who, yeah. who wants to be a waiter for no money? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would read a like four hundred page book on how the Star Trek economy functions. But I know yeah, it it's exist. fascinating. Because <laughs> in this, they've got solar panels on the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, cool future. But they've got antimatter like generators. Why do you need solar power as well? Yeah. Very like, true. Like, I love Star Trek, but if you see such a nitpick the technology apart, yeah. it's just not working. Yeah, it's they basically mad. solved the energy crisis 400 years ago, so does it really need to be resolved with solar panels? Yeah. Like, cause I was thinking about this, like, boarding parties don't make sense, because if you can beam people onto a ship, yep. you could just beam the other people off. Agreed. So why bother doing a boarding action at all, just beam them into space? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that whole thing, I think they do it a couple times as well, like, uh, like teleporting bombs onto a ship is uh, another completely... Valid maneuver. Yeah, Voyager beams torpedoes onto ships yeah. occasionally, like to try and disable them. <laughs> There's an episode of Deep Space Nine where they, Kira and Ducat, beam onto a Klingon ship, beam all the Klingons off onto their old ship, and then blow it up. <laughs> that seems <laughs> like hardcore. That's, such a, that's a dickhead <laughs> move. I feel, I feel like beaming people into space should really be a tactic that's used more often. Like as soon as the shields are down, while you're firing the phasers, the transporter guy could just be. Just you know, jabbing at the because yeah. well, you've got to lower your shields to transport as well. So then oh. this becomes a ship with no with the, like with just some phasers and it's just full of transporter rooms. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> to just beam, beam as yeah, many... beam the entire crew from their ship just in front of their ship into open space. So they all yeah, just into the wall or something <laughs> yeah. slightly to the left. There you go, and now you're in two bits. This is the exact permutation of the argument in Star Wars of why don't they turn off each other's lightsabers with the Force? Well, that's because they're always using the Force to maintain control over their lightsabers. No, to I know, keep but it's, them on. But it's the same sort of thing with this one. It's like no, but they've got the shields up to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this like, like ridiculous finickety bullshit that I love yeah exactly it's, it's clearly some crap that they never thought of and now they have to find a bad excuse to as to why it's like we want not teleporters because we have a single teleportation effect that we're going to milk for the entire of the 60s <laughs> this episode does have the big scary reveal though that not only are the Rommies up to no good on Earth, but they're up to no good on Earth with the, with Starfleet sort of knowledge or blessing or whatever. Yeah, that was interesting. With um, yeah, I, 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 that character while introduced at the end was really really intriguing. What Rizzo? Riz- a really underwhelming name. Yeah, her name. Rizzo is the rat, chi- she's it? the pink lady from Greece. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. I didn't realize that was her name. That is a uh, Lieutenant Rizzo. Lieutenant hey, Rizzo. Rizzo. 
And it's Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets. Maybe that's why. Maybe she's a dirty fucking Romulan rat. Oh, that's what it is. Like, the Earth is... Like, the robot was fate, and she's Rizzo because she's a rat. Because she, <laughs> <laughs> she's a spy. That would be amazing. Yeah. It's like, somewhere on the writing team is a, an 11-year-old. Also, was that... Just that, putting this stuff in. The Commodore was called O, I think, and that made it really confusing because I wasn't sure. I thought... I think it's because she's Asian and her surname is O-H, and I only know that because I'm one of those creepy weirdos who watches everything with the subtitles on, and her name came up O-H. I've always wondered why Star Trek has started, like, just, I don't know, it's probably not a deliberate thing, but I feel like they have started making a lot of the Vulcans and Romulan stuff a bit, sort of, East Asian. Yeah, I agree. When really they should be German. Because they're very efficient and logical, they don't get humour, and one half, their evil half is a really, like, totalitarian surveillance state. (laughs) It should be modern day Germany. It's good, yeah, it's a compelling argument. I would quite Vulcans like a German. Vulcans and Vulcan. Romulans should be German. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> the space Germans. Me personally, I think they should be like the, uh, the Trade Federation from Star Wars. They should. <laughs> they should all walk around in long flowing robes with little crowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Romis being in control, not control, being cahoots, does at least answer the question: Why did no one care? that there was a giant explosion on the rooftop of a yep. Starfleet building. Yeah. And the answer is because Starfleet just pretended it didn't happen. Well, yeah, like, I like that they edited out the, the you know the Romulans and the girl, but they just they, so the footage is now just Picard gets blown up across the yeah. rooftop. Well, you know, with that, like, because he's reviewing the security footage in their office, and it's just him walking about. So it's like it's just been completely faked. No. And then the Commodore points at like a railing, and she's like, is that blaster fire reflected on that hand railing? And Lieutenant Rat is like, N- no, looks fine to me. Lieutenant <laughs> Rat, <laughs> we so, did good work here. I assumed that uh, Rat and O were Romulans, that they've been surgically altered to resemble humans. They'd infiltrated Rat their self intelligence. Well, Rat is o. a Romulan. O yeah. is, I think, O is just a Vulcan. Okay. Or so, a Romulan because they yeah can't tell exactly them. yeah I thought they were both meant to be like Romulan subversive spies. In the cube, um, Lieutenant Rat says. Commodore O is on our side and we don't want her to turn on us, which implies that ah, okay. she's not. According yeah. to Memory Alpha, is a female Romulan posing as a Vulcan. Mm. Oh, that's given that away. <laughs> <laughs> Where have they got that from? A uh, comic or something. Everything's from a comic. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> that character at the end that he gives a bottle of like a wine or whiskey to or oh, whatever is. God, uh, I fucking hated that scene. Is also from a comic, apparently. I did the card countdown. We went oh, on. Bloody tripe, wasn't it, that? <laughs> who, who abandons like their morals for a bottle of wine? Uh, I mean, it's not really morals. It's go away, and then he's oh, like, she... "I bought the good. I bought the good shit." And she's like, she, yeah, she literally right. had a gun pointed at his back, and then she's like, "Oh, actually, he he doesn't ever offer the wine." He's like, she she notices. Oh, he he's it. brought a bottle of wine. In that case, come right in. Bring a gift. But you know, if you, let's say let's say I like he showed up at my apartment and I was, um, you know, well, I wasn't expecting visitors, so I have my my shotgun in my hand pointing at you and then you're like, oh, don't worry. I brought you some, I brought you a tin of Morrison special brew. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah, but I wouldn't bring that to you because I, because I'd actually, I'd turn around and in my hand would be some ridiculously rare magic card. <laughs> oh, and you'd be like, ooh, actually, <laughs> come in. That would have been a very yeah. characterizing moment for her if he had had a magic card in his hand. And yeah. she, she was, she lowered the shotgun for that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to to her. I'm sure she's going to be part of this wacky crew that we're compiling. 
But I even like how she just he, she has like glass of water and she's like whoop yeet. It's like time. <laughs> yeah. It's like a pint glass as well. Like she's gonna get yeah. messy. And, yeah. and she lives in the desert as well. Like it's yeah. she probably had to you know use some technological fancy pants to get that glass of water replicator just throwing it away wasteful i thought of the fact that taxis are still yellow in the future is quite funny yeah definitely (laughs) straight up like just any any like broad shot of uh you know of of any like population area always like raises loads of questions yeah the the whole the whole transport system is completely incomprehensible incomprehensible to me because they have transport technology and they clearly are moving around all over the place rapidly because of that um what was the the doctor's name from the Daystrom Institute, Aaron? Ag- Agnes um, Gerate. <laughs> yeah, Gerate. So Gerate travels from the Daystrom Institute, which we know now to be in Osaka in Japan, to France. She obviously would either have had to get there by some kind of shuttle or by a transporter. Yet everyone still has taxis and is driving around like it's nobody's business. So wouldn't you just transport everywhere? Well, maybe I guess like if you're taking bags with you, you don't want to carry them to a transporter. You're like, oh fuck this, let's get a taxi. Or maybe it's like maybe it's like credits, like you can only get transport so many times a day or something or a week. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you're encouraged to take short trips via a taxi. I don't know. Maybe yeah, your federation they... allotted number of transports. It's like a it's campaign, like, like like cycle to work. It's like you know, uh, take the, <laughs> take the taxi. We've solved climate yeah. change, so it's no real issue. Because it's kind of mentioned in like one of the Deep Space Nine episodes that like there are a thing called transporter credits. Oh, so there maybe it's like you get so many transporters mm. a week or whatever. That sounds an awful lot like money. It, I mean, it's not money. It's like you, you it's did a... this much work, you get this resources. So it's. Communism. It's I did this much work today. I get this much salary. <coughs> I think it's, yeah. a, it's a state allotment, I believe. Suspicious. Yeah. So very welfare, suspicious. Ruben. It's welfare. <laughs> I can't believe the commies won. <laughs> now the Romulans like, need yeah. to take over and disband the the Federation. <laughs> the the transport stuff on Earth has always been weird. Like whenever there's like a Star Trek film movie and it's like, oh, there's only one ship in orbit and it's the Enterprise. Like, really? Oh yeah, around the central hub world of the yeah, Federation. Really? Yeah, I love that. Like Deep Space Nine episode where they go back to Earth because of the changelings and they blow up the power grid. It's like, oh, we can transport around because we contacted our one ship in orbit. It's like, are you shitting me? Why is there <laughs> only one ship? <laughs> like, what's going on? If you think in Earth right now, where we have basically the the spatial the the space technology of you know primates essentially in the grand scheme of things we have a space station in orbit right now and we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of satellites loads of them yeah they have one thing there's like bits of space debris everywhere and stuff i mean i don't think that i don't think many of our satellites can teleport you no but you see the point (laughs) is like if there's only one thing in orbit around earth right now and it's yeah it's the uss enterprise that's a step back because we already have more than that now then again that's clearly just like lazy writers on that one episode yeah like no one else can help us like i guess it wouldn't make for good television if the federation sorry if the enterprise had to wait in a queue while shitloads of other transport ships were like let in to the big old (laughs) atmosphere gate or whatever earth should be a fortress planet though or specifically like the solar system should be a fortress like system (laughs) at this point Like the amount of times that it's come under threat is ridiculous. Um, so m- I guess moving forward, what are you guys? What are you guys interested in? What are you looking forward to? What questions do you want answered? Morgs. 
Yeah, I want to see some borgs. Definitely. Borgs, more borgs. I like, I liked our name of the species borg. I thought that was kind of cool. I like, I like that. That was a nice little scene. Yeah, it kind of buys into mm. the fact that like the borg come from miles away. We've got no idea who half these people are. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like well, we know them as is like species eight two seven nine or something. It's like yeah. brilliant. Oh, I've got a prediction as well for the the very end of the uh, prediction of the series, which will be or, or of the program in general, which will be that Picard will sacrifice himself to obliterate a Borgie in the Matrix as some kind of big bomb, probably. That's fair. Well, I mean, because oh, he's got the brain disease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's now Walter White style. He has a what we're assuming to be uh, what's it called? Is it Eremodic syndrome? Yeah, that's, that what, he gets. Well, that's what he had in uh, the end of TNG, but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Crusher's like, oh, it's going to pop up again at some point. You better watch out for that. You're never going to get away from it. I think it's like, obviously they don't say it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's meant to be in this one. So now he's got his reason to sacrifice himself nobly. I think that's what's going to happen. Blow himself up. Kill some Borg. We've got a season two of uh, Picard confirmed, so we might have a bit more of uh, Jean-Luc before we're done. But yeah, no, I think that's a fair prediction. Uh, Bruce Maddox does another robot clone, but they're both Picard now. That would be amazing. Then we can have Patrick Stewart acting till he's dead. So you know how he's like alien and aliens. So we Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Picards. Brilliant. And what if it turns like out doing buggies around? Yeah. What if it turns out this whole time that the Picard thinks he's human, but he isn't, and he's also oh. a Dash-like android? Oh. That would be, that would be oh, an brain. excellent twist. That would be. That might be the, too smart for them. I don't. He's know. already died of Aromotic syndrome, and they've replaced oh. him with a clone. Shit, and that's why he's being monitored by Romulan secret police. <laughs> yeah. Every time he goes in for a medical scan, it's really a, a Tal Shiar spy scanning him, oh. doing his firmware updates and stuff. <laughs> I did like that um, that little reference to Stargazer. I remember Stargaz- like references to Picard's time of Star- Stargazer in TNG. It's nice that he had his little doctor friend from back then. Yeah, any old, scene, old chums. Yeah, exactly. Any scene of Picard looking quite wistful is uh, is is te- plus plus for me. <laughs> mm. well, something else I thought was quite interesting as well. So last time we discussed how the Federation have taken some really bizarre political steps and they've become a lot more totalitarian and a lot more, I guess, racist for lack of a better word. But they they mentioned how fourteen other nations in the Federation said they wanted the Romulans to leave or they would leave. Which made me kind of think, well, if the Federation would have completely fallen apart without those 14 nations and they just kept the Romulans in, maybe that would be a bit weird. But then again, maybe they'd try and find some kind of common ground and negotiate. I thought that was a really cool... To help the Romulans, because their guys are like, mate, they're the Romulans. Yeah, Mm. I thought it was a really nice uh, piece of dialogue. I thought it really helped explain where the Federation was at. I, I was slightly confused because they did. It was like fourteen, and then they said we're responsible for thousands of species, and I was like, "Yeah, it's interesting." I I don't know. Does that you know? Was that is that not an argument against the fourteen? I, I guess it depends how you know. If it's like oh yeah, so if it's fourteen of thousands, then I guess it's, you know we need to know the, the numbers, wouldn't we? Really, to yeah. responsible for doesn't like, they might not all, all technically be, be members. No, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I guess, I guess like those fourteen could encompass could encompass like multiple species, like. Brexit or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was just, um, yeah, it was interesting. I liked it a lot though, as a, as a line. And again, those like said, those fourteen could be huge. Like it could be like you know, like the Vulcans, like, people as large as like I don't know, or like well, the other founding members, like the Tellarites and the Andorans and stuff like that. Mm. 
We haven't seen the Klingons in this. Klingons won't be. They're probably not. But I, do I think. Turn up. Do you think they'll bother? Do we have Klingon fatigue from Discovery? I think we might have Klingon fatigue. I think it's. I'd. I'd like. I'd like the Romulan. I'm, I'm enjoying all this Romulan stuff. I mean. I mean. I. I. I let's keep at it. I think. I. I don't want any. Any Klingons for now? Maybe Worf, but I don't think Michael Dawn's probably showing up for this one. Not for four hours in makeup or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because they were, he would only be on for roughly as long as um, Data was on. I, I really hope we do see more Klingons. I'm a big fan of a Klingon. I feel like they're probably the the best of the the races. I think. Personally. I think they can be, but sometimes then, like when they're done properly, like when they're kind of like jovial space pirates, they're great. <laughs> Yeah, like, like when they're just kind of done like rampaging barbarians, they're kind of dull. My favorite Klingon is Glory. Uh, I like the mysterious, gloomy council chamber Klingons who sit in enormous chairs and dictate things. Oh, I mean, they're they're big like Klingon scarves on. Yeah, yeah. When they, when they get like super ritually and spooky spooky, <laughs> uh, they're my Klingons. But yeah, I think we've I think we've seen the reason everyone loves the Klingons, and again I do as well, is just because we spent so much time with them, and I feel like we could always spend like comparatively less time with face to face Romulans. Like we've had loads of like you know Romulan bat like battles, but mm. I would quite like some more Romulan society, and especially like post you know destruction of Romulus. I think that's an interesting ground to explore. I look forward to seeing what the Romulan free state is and stuff like that. I I hope they show a war bird at some point. They probably won't. I hope they will. I reckon they will. But it, it yeah, nice they'll do. they'll bust the warbird out, right? Surely. I think in, I think we've seen that they've got one of the, the old, really old ones in it, Ooh. like the really like original warbirds with the silly paint job on them. <laughs> do we know just just a closing sort of like thing? Do we know if um, Seven of Nine is going to be like a cameo or is she a character in this show? Because we're two episodes in and she's not rocked up. Like, yeah, we haven't seen loads of stuff from the trailer, which I guess makes sense. But like. There's like this. There's like ninja, um, Romulan we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, Riker as well. So we know to be in it, but not. Yeah, yet. but Riker has to be in it before he leaves Earth, presumably. So I guess that might be that has to kind of be soon or at the very end. Yeah, but, or maybe he turns up like in a, like next episode. I mean, like, ho ho, John Luke, you want a ship? I've got a ship. Oh, that'd be amazing. If he's just been yeah, that'd be ship. good. He's like, as there's no money, I had to steal the ship. But. Had to use the old Riker charm. <laughs> it's just a cutscene of him like doing like the chair walk onto the pilot, onto the yeah. chair of the ship, and driving off. Number one, how many women did you knob to get this ship? The dog starts barking. No, not you, number one. <laughs> Imagine how annoyed you'd be if <laughs> you go and see your old friend and he's named the dog after you, but not your actual name. Your yeah, he could have called this dog Bill, couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. You could have called him Riker. Yeah, been. Bill, Riker, William, anything. Oh. Naming after Thomas Riker, the weird transporter. Yes. Plane. Oh, I love Thomas Riker. But I'm assuming that there's been a lot of number ones in Picard's time before and probably after Will Riker. Well, he's getting old, so his prostate's probably a bit enlarged, so he's probably taking more number ones than he used to. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. You joke. I like it. Well, I don't know, because he, cause he grows... Cause is the Enterprise his first command? It is, right? I think Who? it is, so maybe he is the first and only number one. What, will will his first command is in Picard's first command? Yeah. Was he not captain on the Stargazer? But apparently, he was the commanding officer for 22 years, oh, according what? to 
You're, I'm on memory alpha. What are you looking at? Yeah. Oh, so how old is he? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was the captain for years. 22 years. Oh, of course, because fucking Jack Crusher was killed under his command, wasn't he? That's the oh, whole yeah, thing. But, but did they make him like... He's, so what? Like, he's was he captain at like 18? <laughs> like, you, you have to remember as well that because of the the health benefits of living in the future or whatever, then they they might live to 150. So if he got his, you know, he did the same job for 22 years, that's much more of a small fraction of his life, of his working life than it would be to us now. But he's like, but he's 90, he's, I think he's meant to be about 90 in this, in Picard. I mean, he's on the way out. He is definitely on the way out, but he's on the way out because he has the aromatic syndrome, not because he's old, right? So it was, so, so this is set about roughly 20 years since in the Nemesis, right? Yeah. So let's say he's 90 ish in this yep. actually how old is Picard and Picard you must have a for some reason some reason I've picked up 93 and I don't know where I've got that from I thought yeah 93 or 94 I would have said um... but I don't know where I've got that from like <laughs> I don't really know we can edit this out this is interesting let's find out Picard, when Picard was born in in Star Trek mm. uh, he was born in on July the 13th in 2305 2305 <coughs> and it's currently 2399 so he is indeed 94 <laughs> Okay. The Nemesis was set in twenty three seventy nine. Okay, so, so at that he was seventy five in Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <amazing>. whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's supposed to be seventy five at that long... point in Nemesis, and he's driving his but, dune buggy around. Yeah, but like, how long was he meant to be? Like, when did he take command of the Enterprise? Yeah, that, that information must be readily available. It's because, cool. yeah, because he'll be have a he'll have a star date when he. Like, yeah, exactly. In the first up. episode. Stardate, Tuesday. Encounter at Farpoint <laughs> is the first episode, isn't it? Let's have a look. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing I thought was weird in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Is they've got that banner from Captain Picard Day. And Picard hated that fucking thing. Yeah, we, we, we were talking about the banner. That was that was really funny that it was in his like archive chamber. Yeah, and that was like on the D that got blown up. So yeah. like some like so A, someone saved that banner and then B someone went down to the wreckage and pulled it out. <laughs> I love that episode where he's like, I'm just not a role model to the children. <laughs> I just think they're little shitheads who would just all die. What? <laughs> Alright, so... Um, in 2364, first... oh, I thought. You beat me to it. 2364. So in 2364, Picard was assigned command of a newly commissioned galaxy-class starship, the Wait, USS okay, Enterprise. So, 20, so 2364... So he's, what, 61 years 61. old at the point? Yeah. <laughs> so he served for 22 years, so he becomes uh, commander around 39. <laughs> that's Jesus a... Christ, that's a hell of a length of service in the same job role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also well, I, maybe that's why he's so Captain famous, because he's done it his whole life, isn't he? I just really like... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. You're right, when you start thinking about this ca- shit, it becomes uh, mad. Yeah, I'm looking up like his memory alpha thing, and you know in Nemesis, there's that thing... Where they like, here's a picture of Picard when he's younger to make him look like Tom Hardy, but to make yep. him look like that, they've just shaved his head. Yep. <laughs> they've got round that by saying that's him after he'd lost a bet to shave his head. Not just because the nemesis were like, we have no that's idea how ridiculous. to make him look like Tom, make him look like Tom Hardy. We'll shave his head because they're both bald. <laughs> Well, because yeah. we, we've seen uh, young Picard in the in TNG flashbacks where he has hair as yeah. a young man, yeah. right? I'm the looking at a picture gets... right now of Picard in the early 2350s at Starbase 32, and it's clearly Patrick Stewart, and he's, you know, a bald man, and they've stuck some hair on his... Right, he clearly looks like he's in his late I mean, 40s. I, in this I think Patrick Stewart came out the womb 50. 
He's <laughs> an old ass looking man. It's uh, quite <laughs> But yeah, because there's that episode where like you see what could have happened. Like when he get, did he get stabbed? He got stabbed or something when he was younger, and he's got like a fake yeah, he heart. Yeah, stabbed in the back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like shows him then, and he's got he's got like a full head of hair. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so he graduated in twenty in twenty three twenty seven. So when was he born? Twenty three oh five. So he graduates Starfleet Academy at twenty two ish, twenty three, and then he took he's command of the Enterprise in sixty four. He was a captain on Stargazer by the time he was 39, 40. <laughs> so he spent 15 years building up to the rank of captain. Fair enough. And then just was a captain for 22 years on a different ship before going on to the end. Fine, I guess. Where he proceeded to do that again until he was 75. <laughs> <laughs> and assumedly he was a captain for a little bit after Nemesis. Like, we don't know. I guess mm. so. I mean, when did he become an admiral? Because a lot of the admirals... Because, like, we see a lot of admirals in Star Trek and none of them are that old. <laughs> No, indeed. None of them are, none of them have had that length of service either, I'd wager. Yeah, like the Admiral in Deep Space Nine is about the same age as Cisco. <laughs> God. Maybe Picard's really awful at his job. I mean, his ship does seem to get into a lot of nonsense that nobody else has to part with. He creates Moriarty. Like, no one else did that. <laughs> no one else had to deal with, like, <laughs> the baddie from Sherlock Holmes running around their ship getting into trouble. <laughs> Do you reckon he has like a little slider, and every every time he like gets one on the way to like um, admiral, like he does like really fucking dumb, or it goes like, down again? Yeah, it goes down again. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad we could um we could check this out. This has given us a firm base moving forward for Star Trek. He's Trek. really really old. <laughs> he's so old, <laughs> and he spent so long. He spent like half his life in the same job. It's really weird because he spent 22 years as commander of the Stargazer, and it's only ever mentioned in passing. Yeah, that's so strange. How is that not like the the breadth and width of his experience? He talks more about the vineyard. <laughs> he can't have spent very long there. Well, they, they do have the episode where they go back and find the wreck of the Stargazer, don't they? Which I quite like that. Yeah, that, that's that's what I remember. That's why I liked the yeah. the guy from the Stargazer being in this episode. I was like, oh, that's a nice, you know. But yeah, twenty two years. <laughs> That's like the length of full military service in this country. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the pension age, isn't it? For <laughs> military service in the UK. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for episode three. Um, uh, like you said, it was slow, but I feel like maybe you've got to you know, lay the foundations, answer some questions. I'm excited. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm excited so. to get off the planet. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what everybody's waiting for, isn't it? They want original track where you get Picard on the bridge and he's you know, saying engage. And there's a whole crew and they're all doing beep boop beep on little panels and stuff we yeah, haven't had that yet do you reckon his crew's going to be in a uniform do you reckon it's going to be sort of like a, a laid back affair I reckon he hasn't, he hasn't got a uniform crew they're going to be a ragtag bunch of misfits yeah, yeah they are definitely. it's going to be like Firefly isn't it and they're all going to be quirky yeah and I reckon he's not going to be allowed to sit in the chair because the captain of the ship wants the chair there's going to be a whole thing about it Oh, oh yeah, that'll be the, that'll be it. He won't be the captain. He'll just be the. Oh. I'm happy the to be demoted to captain. No, uh, commander. No, lieutenant commander. No. What are you? <laughs> you are bucket boy. You <laughs> carry the bucket that I spit in. <laughs> oh. Cadet Picard. Bucket boy, just... Cadet Picard, <laughs> get the bucket. <laughs> the cat, like a powder monkey. The but... captain's Odo, and he carries Odo's bucket around for him. <laughs> <laughs> and Odo just shapeshifts a head out of the bucket to give orders, <laughs> and occasionally an arm to slap Picard. 
It would be the best Star Trek I've ever watched. <laughs> I hope it happens. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, unless you guys have got any, any closing thoughts, I'm pretty happy with uh, it. I really need it to pick up soon. Because I'm enjoying it. Like I like Star yeah. Trek, but I would like to see a spaceship zip around at some point, please. Yeah, I have a feeling order. it needs to leave the, leave the atmosphere. I feel this ep- this episode and the fir- I feel they could they should have done an hour and a half and made one and two one episode, like a mini like yeah like a mini film mm. or yeah. something definitely. Yeah, I think that that generally would make it flow better if it was less episodes but episodes yep. of a longer length. Yeah, I'd have had I'd have had less complaints as well because like so many of my questions in the episode one podcast were answered in this one that I'd have just been like I now understand where the federation's at. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the point. Not to keep you guessing. Yeah, so, well, on to, on to episode three. Yep. Cool. Thank you very much. We've been Check for Traps. Bye. Bye-bye. The bus! Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> ho oh, oh.